Welcome to the Public Speaking Experts Podcast with Elliot Kay and Jose Yukar. Every week we bring the tips, tools, and strategies for you to become a world-class public speaker. We bring you guests, experts, and authorities in the field of public speaking to enrich you and enhance your public speaking journey. Remember to subscribe, rate, and comment. And now, please welcome your hosts, Elliot and Jose. Okay, okay. Woo! Welcome to another episode Woo! of the Public Speaking Expert Podcast. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back Yay! and I'm taking my shades off because I think I look ridiculous doing a podcast recording with shades, but Jose is keeping his shades on. Jose, what's up with that? Um, What's up with you? I mean, today's not about... Well, what? What? Are you picking up fight already? I mean, this is supposed <laughs> to be the Speaking Experts Podcast and I'm wearing the shades because... Because I like it. You see, if I was you, here's how, how, here's how I would have responded. Are you ready? I'd be like, Elliot, why are you wearing the shades? Because I'm blown away by guests' beauty. And I had to wear shades because she's so vibrant to protect my eyes of her glowingness. That's how I would have answered it. There we go. So I just went into defensive mode because I'm, I'm tired of you attacking me every time. So I need to change that. That's something for me to work on. Okay, I'll work on that. So, let's go again. Jose, why are you wearing shades? Well, oh, goodness me. I had to put them back on again because I just look at Lindsay. She's with us today. And, I mean, the way she shines, it's not, it's not like a star. It's not like a diamond. Yeah, we're talking about this lady <laughs> in the middle between Elliot and myself. Let's do a super-duper incredible introduction because she is a star and she shines like one therefore that's why i was wearing she the glasses is. Yeah. Is star. <laughs> lindsay welcome to the public speaking expert podcast i bet you've never had a greeting like that before i mean i have been blown away that is some smooth talking like elliot where did you get those skills practice hey? well listen there's so much you don't know about me lindsay <laughs> he spends a one lot of time with me <laughs> Good stuff. So Lindsay is an online fitness coach turned brand strategist. And I'm super excited to have Lindsay on board because Lindsay and I and Jose, we've all met each other on Clubhouse. We've met each other in real life since. And what's fascinating about Lindsay, she's built a whole business on the back of Clubhouse. She was already very good at what she does, but she's really extended it. So today we are going to be focusing a lot on Clubhouse. We are going to be focusing on the mistakes people make and of course what to do about it. I think my camera's a bit wonky. Everything happens live here on this podcast. We don't hide anything on this podcast. So Lindsay, first of all, tell us a little bit about you, your journey. You know, let's let's hear about your glowingness, La Legenda. Lindsay, welcome <laughs> to the Public well, Speaking Podcast. Cool. Thanks for having me. I mean, this is going to be fun. It sounds like it's um, going to be a bit crazy as well with you two. It's nice to be able to see your faces and not just your profile pictures. And have very much missed you both on Clubhouse lately. Yeah, we've missed, I've missed you too. Well, I can talk for myself. I, I, I <laughs> yes, I, I, don't, I don't miss Elliot, that's for sure, Lindsay. So I do miss <laughs> you. I do miss you. I'm feeling the love here today guys I'm feeling in love um so yeah a little bit about me um well actually whew, where do I even start maybe let's go back 
pre-pandemic, if you can even remember yeah, let's such do that. time. I think kind cool. of like Clubhouse came mid-pandemic and accelerated a lot of people's <laughs> journey. <laughs> yeah. And talk it, to us what, in, the, in the times where we were allowed out. Talk it, to us about oh, that Crikey, time. that feels like a long time ago. I was actually only saying at the weekend when buying some more makeup, it's been about two and a half years since I bought So that's wow. to show how can I get out of the house. Um, yeah, so pre-pandemic, <laughs> like way before um, I got into the fitness industry, I actually used to work in investment banking. I was in the city. Um, I was in corporate life, working wow. for um, a couple of Swiss banks and, and a very well-known American bank. And then I literally woke up one day. I was like, uh-huh. I don't like this anymore, and jumped ship and dived straight into the world of fitness. Um, and my fitness story's kind of got a, a bit of a mixed background. I actually jumped into working for uh, boot camps, military boot camps, and I was kind of like a boot camp mom. So I was helping all these um, sort of X and Z list wives lose a lot of weight. Um, in a Were very... you already into fitness, though? No, no. <laughs> I just wanted to be okay. outdoors. Like, okay, so let's start okay. back a little bit. Let's start back. Yeah. You're like working in corporate banking, yeah. looking at numbers, looking at data, you know, and you wake up, well, okay, I've had enough. And you literally go, I know I'm going to be getting into fitness. Is that literally how it went? No, not quite. I What happened is I was I was in a room share at the time and I, I um, was in a house share. I wasn't sharing my room, actually. I was sharing the house. <laughs> I was in a house. It's slight difference. <laughs> um, hmm. Where um, I was with some website designers and they were designing a website for a, a European's number one boot camp at the time. And I was, you know, moaning like you do like hate my job blah 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 and they were like you know what you'd be really good on this like um you'd be basically like a boot camp mom so you've got 20 normally quite um wealthy women that are very uncomfortable with how they are they've lost themselves they're sort of that sort of 40 years age group um and they're really trying to work hard to find themselves and get confident in their own skin again They were like, you know, you'd be basically like their mom. And then the other side of things is you're managing (laughs) um, military PTIs that don't like being told what to do, bossed about or (laughs) or anything. So I had two dynamics. I was the empathetic ear. And then I was like, boys, you need to like be here and doing this now. So, um, yeah, I thought I thought, well, why not? Let's give it a go. And um, incidentally, every time I went on these residential boot camps, I lost weight (laughs) because I was eating the same food that the women were eating. And we, I mean, we were out like 5am till sort of 6, 7pm. And then you just zonked because of bedtime. It was, it was brutal, hardcore. But of course, that threw me into like, A, being outdoors, which anyone that follows me on social media knows that I probably should be a mountain goat. Um, And secondly, true. (laughs) true, I'm very similar. Not uh, not the go part. <laughs> not the go part. <laughs> just just for the listeners out there, not the go part. <laughs> um and yeah, and then the other part of it is just that I really enjoyed getting into shape and, and being in fitness. So um I basically decided to then kind of pursue my own fitness journey. And with doing that, I realized I was quite good at learning how to build my physique and change my physique and um, I was getting a lot of people asking me for tips and tricks and then I thought well whilst I'm doing this let's let's learn to be a personal trainer it's a qualification you can do on the side didn't really know what I was going to do with it and just thought why not um I'd set up another business in the meantime and then I just thought you know what I'm, I'm gonna go all in on personal training and that's that's kind of where I'm at now um or where I was okay the pandemic so I was face-to-face PT and um then, I don't know if you heard about this thing called COVID, came around. No, no, what's that? Basically something which meant you had to stay in your house. Like oh, no. 
Never. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's like a unwelcome guest that will never leave. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter when you run out of milk, sugar, or coffee, they still stick around drinking everything that you've got in the house, including all so, the horrible so. wine and spirits. <laughs> Don't Is go that- there, Jose. I know no. where you're trying to go. Oh. <laughs> go. On. No, I just. I thought you were going to say it's like having Elliot round, but okay. No, no, no. You see, you're very defensive. No, I wasn't going to attack you. I was just going to, you know, tell, I was going to tell a very silly joke, but now you, you took it away from me. I was going to say, no, go on, was, tell silly was that, was that the person you were sharing your house with? You remember when you said you were on a house share? Yeah, exactly. So. No, no, no. I was, I was sharing a room. <laughs> sharing a room, sharing a house. Live on my own with my dog, and my dog does drive me up the wall, but he's very cute nonetheless. But I'm not of you two. I'm feeling there's been a bit of a tiff. Do we need to kiss and make up? No, there's no tiff. It's just banter. There's a lot of love. Actually, today we went and bought pretty much all the domains under the Public Speaking Expert show that could possibly be bought. So no, no, there's a lot of love. Feeling the love. It's just banter. This is good. This is good love. He does want me to kiss him, but I keep telling him I have a wife and stuff. We'll get get there, Lindsay. That's why I keep on, you know, coming up here. (laughs) We'll get there. We'll get there. It pays off in the end. That's what so, I've always been told. I mean, one thing oh, yeah, I'm loving so. is... The what? Go on. Oh, I was going to say, one thing I'm loving, Lindsay, we've spoken, we met on Clubhouse, but we never actually had the opportunity, which is the beauty of a podcast like this. We never had the opportunity to listen to what it was for you before pre-COVID. And mm-hmm. that is already an amazing journey. And where you are today, which we're going to get there soon, is... Amazing. So people get ready because this is a one and only journey, which I admire as well a lot because it's been like, I mean, I'm not going to say overnight, but it's been, it's been a quick kind of growth that you've experienced. Am I right to say that on Clubhouse since you started and everything else? At least your, your positioning, your positioning, I don't know about the business, but the positioning, you, you seem like, wow, I see you now. It's just like, wow, Lindsay, there you go. Boom, boom, boom. La Legenda. Yeah. Um, the right time for me in a lot in a lot of ways um, and the pandemic came at the right and wrong time for me in a lot of ways both what was going on in my business life and and, and personal life and I probably the one person that doesn't actually ever really talk about me very much so you might get a bit of a bit more information out of me than most people but I the same day that the gym shut down so basically my business went from fully booked 50 hours a week because I've always been a bit of a workaholic to flat bang zero that same day that the lockdown came the gym shut divorce papers arrived on my doorstep (laughs) and I whoa 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 rewind (laughs) rewind when the boat can select (laughs) right divorce papers you were married yeah, so I, I was married. We'd already okay. separated. Um, and actually, do you know what? It was, it was, it was just, it, we didn't work out. It wasn't, there was no bad, bad story there. Um, but I was in a very toxic relationship when lockdown was announced. And it kind of was just me managing to keep my head above water because I was so busy with work. And when I say my head above water, I don't mean financially. I just mean mentally. So my work for me was me escaping right. the house. Um, it was me just coping and trying to work out this massive exit strategy. And then suddenly it was like everything just piled down on me all in one hit. So the business, for want of a better phrase, it didn't go under, but it literally just sank one day. The, the door mm-hmm. shut on my escape route to get out 
and all of the rest of it. And then, um, yeah, then, then divorce papers arrived. And then I was locked in a house with someone that was pretty much, we were in a very abusive relationship. So I was just like, what the, what the F? So it was, it was, it was a rough, maybe like, when did I jump on Clubhouse? February. So it was a rough year, pretty much a full on 12 months of me having to kind of really find my feet again. Um, yeah, I had to try and really take, strip things back, take things one step at a time. I, the police were involved, so I had to end up living on my own. Then I had to try and find a way to recuperate financially. I was quite prominent online, and I had to try and find a way of positioning myself online where I felt comfortable being transparent what was going on without giving too much away. And then I had to try and deal with solicitors when I just really, that was the last thing on my mind. So yeah, it was, then Clubhouse came around. And I think if it had come around any sooner, if I jumped on it any sooner, I wouldn't have optimized it for the way that it was. I think it came at a time where I was a little bit more comfortable about who I am. And um, I, I thought, it's now or never, you know, mm. you've got to go for this. We're in the middle of a lockdown. Sure. I was quite lonely, um, you know, as I think most people were, even if they're not, even if they were single, sorry, even if they were with people and living in their, their family unit, that's still quite a lonely experience for a lot of people. And I think a yeah. lot of us found conversations that maybe we wouldn't have been having elsewhere because we were so restricted. Um, so, you know, for me, if I hadn't jumped in the Alex and Sabrina show the day that I did and heard Alex talking about open water swimming and me nosing on his Instagram <laughs> and seeing that he actually was swimming at the beach that I was swimming in. So I was swimming there because my anxiety was really bad and I find that open water swimming was really like helping me just switch off. Yeah. Um, so for me, I was... Um, yeah, I was already going there. I was already open water swimming. And then I saw that Alex was doing it. And I was like, hey, do you fancy some crazy person you've never met before coming swimming with you? He voice noted me back, sent me his mobile number. So guys and girls, if you're listening and you want Alex Chisnell's number, he gives it out so easily. Um, hey, you see, I'm feeling a bit jealous here, right? Because I have never had his number ever. He's been on this podcast. I've messaged him. I've, 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 Oh, I nothing, love that. Nothing. I know Jose's got it. You've got it. I am so not in the Alex Chisnell club. Do you know what you need to do, Elliot? And it's pretty obvious that Jose's done this as well. Is you need to offer to go swimming with him in a bikini, <laughs> and then boom. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm going that's to give going away. Wrong. I'm going to give away my secret. Years ago, I took a picture of me in a mankini. So I used that on specific occasions, and that was one of them. So it was just <laughs> a yes. I mean, I sent the picture without a voice note. Jose Namankini, and then I got his number back. And we haven't been swimming together, but I'm sure that will happen at some point. Are you sure he so. didn't give you the number for different reasons if you <laughs> sent him a picture of you in a mankini? Uh, I don't know. I like to believe it's just because, you know, it's we get along well and we see opportunities for partnerships and clubhousing together and swimming and all of that. So I, I yeah, strongly yeah. believe you, you that. You keep believing that. You keep yeah, believing. Yeah. By the way, yeah. if you do want to listen to who Alex Chisnell is, he is one of our guests. So scroll through the episodes and you can see where he talks about how to use podcasting as a speaker. So he's a fantastic person to definitely connect with and to listen mm. to as well. So Lindsay, first of all, thank you for being so open, so honest. I had no idea, um, mm. obviously, because we've never really had an in-depth conversation that mm -hmm. you went through all that. So thank you for being so open and honest. We're not going to delve into that today because today's not about that. 
and a personal side, although I'd love to find out more at some point when we do talk and converse and when you're happy to discuss such things. So tell us about the rise of Lindsay on Clubhouse. In fact, before we, yeah, tell us a little about that and then we can skate into a, a little bit of the mistakes people make. So yeah, aren't, aren't we going to have a transition here, Ali? One of those transitions because I, I, this is you know important. What? This is the rise yeah, of Lindsay exactly. on Clubhouse. I, I put so. my, my cursor on it and then I thought, because we're not in problems, I'm not going to use the transition, but we're going to use the transition. Wait here, Lindsay. So Lindsay, tell us about your rise on Clubhouse. I like it. I like it. <laughs> well, do you know what? Like when I jumped on Clubhouse, and I don't know if you guys felt the same, but I was in that mindset of, I don't really need another social media app. Like I've got a lot of social media going on. Um, and I resisted jumping on for quite some time. And then I jumped on and then I thought, what the heck is a fitness professional going to do on, a, on an app where you can't even see me? Um and then I thought, oh, do you know what? Now or never, ain't no one else is doing anything fitness related on here. And I was listening in on a lot of the business rooms because the one thing that I don't like doing is going into other fitness rooms and listening to other fitness professionals argue about the best way to lose weight or the best diet because we all know there's not one size fits all. So I didn't really want any more, any more animosity in my life. So I dived <laughs> into the business rooms, having got a business corporate background anyway, it's quite enjoying them. And naturally, it doesn't matter what industry your business is, there are key elements, you know, like email, marketing, sales, they all transcend into similar things. So I was enjoying listening to those side of things. And um, it was only when I was in one of those rooms, I thought there's a lot of business people in here all saying that they don't have enough time and that they want to stay on top of their health and wellness game. So I was like, well, look, where, what, what have we all got? We've all got time, but we're all very precious on it. So if everyone's on this app and they can find 15 minutes, let me try and get people to work out for just those 15 minutes. And the good thing about Clubhouse, other than any other social app, is that you can stay on Clubhouse whilst looking at other things. Whereas like Instagram, as soon as you come out of Instagram, you're off of Instagram. So for me, I'm right. like, well, I can stay talking to people on Clubhouse and get them to actually look at what I'm doing on Instagram at the same time. So mm. that's what I started doing. And I actually called it Fitness in 15. Um, got quite a bit of traction on it and then realized, well, actually, there's so many other fitness professionals on this app. They're clearly all either looking for clients or looking to build their brands. They're not someone that I'm in competition with because fitness is such a huge sector. You know, I specialize in weight training. I don't specialize in yoga. I don't do bar. I don't do zoo. And so when I was in these rooms, I was like picking, cherry picking people going, oh, you're great. Let's listen to you <laughs> and bringing them over to the club. So the club suddenly became this, um, like this, this, uh, I guess, one-stop shop for anyone that wanted to do fitness, whatever category they wanted and they could pick it. And they would do 15 minutes with that instructor. And I mean, that's just one thing that I've been doing on Clubhouse. And that transcended as the first business that I opened up from Clubhouse because we're now in the process of being almost at the stage of finalizing the platform where it's going to be like a Netflix for fitness. So yeah. people can actually join up as a membership and then they can choose which instructor they work with. They can choose when they work. It's going to be at a touch of a button. And, you know, all of that came because now everyone's a bit more receptive to working out online because of the pandemic, but that would never have happened if Clubhouse, and never have accelerated at the speed that it has done if Clubhouse wasn't around. I wouldn't have even have known these instructors. You know, some of them are in other countries, got Coach G in Toulouse, for example, Vanessa in California. Mm -hmm. I would never have known these people existed. So now I've got a business that's actually branded to the point where people know what I do, but it, other people in other countries, Australia, America, 
the UK, they all know about that brand. And that's all because of Clubhouse. So that was just the, the, the first bit, I guess. And then suddenly Alex, who obviously we've already mentioned, got stuck one day. He's like, any chance you can help me with the room? And I was like, well, I don't really know what I'm doing. But yeah, go on. You mean I, Sabrina didn't show up? Pretty much. She was riding a camel, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's quickly say Sabrina wasn't on the same time as we were. So she was <laughs> over in California back then. So just in case people go, yeah, how, how did she? <laughs> Yeah, no, By the way, she was in Dubai, <laughs> wasn't she, at the time, and um, she just loved riding camels. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, she, she was in Dubai, that's true, and then she went to California, okay, yeah. We need to, we need to, yeah, I think if you just talk about her riding camels, that could be misunderstood. <laughs> well, so you've got to join Clubhouse to find out what that means. <laughs> Look, exactly. let's invite her, let's invite her next time, Elliot, so she can clarify and explain all of that situation. I think, yeah, you, you're supposed to be on that, that's supposed to be your job. I you love mean, it. On on Sabrina, on, on Sabrina, on the camel, on the no, situation. No, Let's clarify that as well. Oh, on the podcast. Okay. Yeah. I, by the way, I got my <laughs> wife. I got my wife upstairs as usual. So, sorry. <laughs> so um, Alex reaches out while Sabrina is on the yeah, camera. Yeah, right? and just says, "Any chance you can help moderate the room?" So I was like, "Well, no, know what I'm doing, but let's see. How hard can it be? Press the view buttons, bringing people up like Jose and Elliot. Um, it can't go too <laughs> wrong, can it? And um, suddenly people like liked the way that I managed the room and they liked the style of moderating. I just found holding the space quite easy. And um, the next thing I know, I'm getting messages in my inbox. Will you help me moderate this room? Will you help moderate this room? And I'm just there going like, what? Like, this is crazy. All I did was help out like once or twice. And now suddenly I'm getting direct messages saying, you know, from people that are very senior, huge corporate um, owners or very, very high up in their business suddenly wanting my help and then that's when I suddenly realized actually okay I found something that I'm actually pretty good at here and enjoy doing and then came Clubhouse like a pro yeah okay so before we get on to all of that stuff, mm -hmm. let's talk about some of the mistakes people make on Clubhouse so what are some of the big boo-boos that, oh my gosh, and some of the, even just in terms of showing up and, you know, obviously this is all about public speaking, but give give us your juicy inside knowledge of like, oh my God, don't do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, first of all, I think a lot of people get on that app and spend hours and hours on it and don't really get that return on investment. And half mm -hmm. of them it's because they're sat listening in on rooms and never speaking. Now, don't get me wrong, there are some rooms where you think absolutely sit there, take notes, implement them in your business. It's the first class way to learn for free. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Especially some of these people on this app, you'd normally pay a lot of money to go and hear them speak mm -hmm. in person. Especially, especially the public the speaking the expert. Pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Elliot and Jose show, uh, I know what you mean. Oh, millions thousands to get exactly. you two on stage in real life so you know right. taking notes from those sorts of people and making sure that you're implementing it great but if you really want your brand to be heard and seen you can't be sitting in an audience you need to be up on stage but yep. it's one of those places where people will remember you 
if you say something great, but also if you do something stupid or inappropriate. So you really do have to pick your audience and pick what you say. And actually being heard is important, but being heard at the right time is super important. So I would advise actually people getting into rooms where they can ask questions, first of all, because I think if you just go in acting like you know everything, and you may very well be someone that is very good in that particular area of conversation, But if you go in acting like the big Don on someone else's room, you're going to just smash it like loggerheads. And that's not going to, it's not going to serve you well in the long run. So I would go in on that sort of slowly, slowly approach where you go in, you ask questions, and then you make people aware of what it is that you do. But you also give that sense of intrigue that you want to learn more. So people are then receptive to wanting to engage in conversation with you. Um, so yeah, that would be my, my first, my first top tip, well, not top tip, but so just don't the first hide. thing that people go wrong on, with. Ask questions. Yeah. Respect the room. Respect the room. Right. Don't try and don't come on stage with ego, right? especially in someone else's room. Or dick swinging right? as Jeremy used to call it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Dick, how big is your dick? Huge. That's not a question. <laughs> Oh, okay. You don't want me to answer because then, no, no, no. That, I mean, it's more of a you it know, it's an attitude. It won't fit in here. It's an attitude. Yeah. Then I've got yeah, I like a big swinger. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, and, and what you just said there, Elliot, as well as respect the room. So whenever I'm moderating a room, I ask moderators to flash their mics, and I will come to them, I'll name check them, and say, you know, Elliot, speak for me, um, or you answer this question. If you're up on stage and you, you are being deemed as the expert, don't interrupt everybody else. You know, ultimately, everyone's time is valuable, and I like to make sure that people have a fair chance to contribute now of course if you're not flashing your mics and you're not wanting to contribute then that's up to you but there will be mm-hmm. sometimes a lot of people wanting to answer a question and if someone's spoken a lot I'd rather hear from someone that's not had that opportunity yet so again just be respectful of other people's time if you're in a board meeting in real life you wouldn't shout over the top of people so you definitely shouldn't do that just because you're behind a screen well in the space you're in I'm sure that they used to do that a lot <laughs> Yeah. being in the, in the, in the banking world. you just shout. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, you know, that's another, that's another thing. So, so it's quite interesting. So, you know, respect the room, obviously show up, don't interrupt, show up as the expert, stay in your lane a little bit, like only share about your expertise is another one. And something you mentioned is really interesting because a lot of people jumped on Clubhouse and they're like, yeah, you know, so many people are going, I jumped on Clubhouse and I made 25,000 pounds from one client. Da, da, da. And again, would you say, you know, like anything, Clubhouse is a long-term strategy. Mm-hmm. It's not a quick fix or a quick dip. You've got to be present. You've got to be continuous. Would you say that's about right? A hundred percent. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying that someone hasn't made £25,000 in one month or six weeks on Clubhouse, but I'd like to see it. You know, I'd really like the proof of it. Um, ultimately, there is money to be made on Clubhouse. There's money to be made on other social media apps as well. But yeah. most most quick hits are exactly that. They're a quick hit and then what happens? You know, you're going to be seeing a much better return on investment if you apply a a strategy that's not only consistent, but it's enjoyable. It's something that you can actually do for a long period of time. So it's sustainable um, and something that actually doesn't necessarily require you to be there all of the time. Now, Clubhouse is one of those apps where your voice is your voice. You can't pre-record things. So if you're going to go in and say, I'm going to do a room five days a week, 
that's five days a week until you decide it's not going to be five days a week. And then what? So you need to make sure whatever your strategy looks like, it's sustainable for you because you know, ultimately we all want days off and, and we all want to be in businesses that are kind of self-sufficient. So it's either then you have to start working as a team. So like you two work together. And I imagine if Elliot decided to take a, d- a day off, like Jose could probably go, do you know what? I can handle the room on my own. It's unusual, but like I could do that. Whereas no, it's it actually very, it happens a lot. It happens a lot. So yeah, like, so thank you, Lindsay, both for ways. highlighting that. It happens that. both ways. Yeah, now. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But <laughs> it, there is a lot of power in collaboration on Clubhouse. And I think right. other social yeah. media apps, because you've got your team, you know, if you've got your admin assistants, et cetera, they can do a lot of that for you. They create all of the scheduling. They put those posts ready to be done at some stage or another. You know, that can be done in advance. With Clubhouse, that, that's not the case. But you can't really get your VA that doesn't speak great English to come on and speak for you in an English-speaking room. So therefore, right. there's power in collaboration. If there's maybe four or five of you that constantly show up consistently to a room, the room can still run if you're feeling poorly or decided that you just want to have a well-deserved day off. So I would yeah. definitely look at how you're, you're planning to move forward with it. But don't be put off if you don't make money immediately. I certainly didn't make a penny immediately, and I'm sure you two are exactly the same. But these things, they, they snowball, don't they? You know, you just find that one day you wake up and you're like, wow, what did I do? Well, actually, it's those months that you've been putting in right, behind. You right. just don't see it. And, yeah, I and mean, also, I, I came on the app and made millions. Obviously, like, I mean, exactly. I'm my Ferrari in a minute. And, as, uh, soon, <laughs> exactly. as soon as he started hanging out with me, his life changed. But I mean, the, there's no <laughs> there's noble effect here. And you guys can disagree or agree at the same time. Either way, I have to yeah, put the sunglasses on. back on put because on. of your amazingness. <laughs> it's just blowing me away. It's just like blowing away. But that snowball effect doesn't only affect the business in terms of revenue. But for example, for Elliot and I, it's been the content that we've created, yes. the platform that's been built in the background. Now, even, I mean, the conversation we're having happened because of Clubhouse, because we didn't know you before, Lindsay. And we built this relationship on Clubhouse. Did so you decided know to before? No, well, kind well, of, we, not really. Well, briefly, we didn't really like each other that much. So, which <laughs> now you can see, we love each other. We, we still only, don't exactly. So, yeah, well, we met on a on a on a <laughs> on a podcast, whatever. But then, actually, the relationship grew stronger on Clubhouse, or grew somehow. I have a question because we mentioned today, and we mentioned this often, how to be perceived as an authority, and that is one thing, Lindsay. Every time I come into your rooms. I hear you speak, and in my mind, you are not serious. You are not fun. You are charismatic. I mean, you've got Ooh, everything. I was in like, there. where's he going with this? Where's he going? Okay. <laughs> exactly. You're not fun. You're not serious. You're just wasting my time. So that's why I don't join your rooms anymore. <laughs> wait, wait, but- that deserves oh, yeah, it. I ruined it. <laughs> I like I like how you led that. I was like. Jose, be careful where you, what you say next. But beautiful, beautifully done, beautifully done. Thank you very much. I, I feel I feel accepted and appreciated. Uh, so that's one thing I, I experience when I hear you speak. So I would I I'm always curious about what's happening about what's happening in the background. So what are you thinking about when you are in the room and you have over eighty hundred and I know sometimes over two hundred people you've had in your rooms so and maybe even more. So what's going on? Because when you speak honestly, is that wow? She is a person to listen to. I laugh because normally what's going on is I've got myself on mute yelling at the dog because he's doing something really stupid. 
that's, that's the science and the art behind it. There we go. The art is get a dog as annoying as mine, so you've got no frustration on stage. You're just letting it all out behind stage on stage. Okay. Do you know what it is? It's like, first of all, I just think you need to show, you do need to show a level of respect to everyone that's on stage. And there are some people that are up on stage that are multi-millionaires that are, you know, 10 businesses. They've been in business like they're 30 years older than me, 40 years older than me. So you do you do absolutely have to show them respect. But equally, I, I'm very, and I, I do this in my personal life as well. I don't think you can favor people. So I, I very much treat everyone exactly the same when they're on stage, whether they're a beginner, brand new onto Clubhouse, um, or if they've been on Clubhouse forever, you know. Um, and if someone, if I feel that someone's out of line, I think there's a way you can tell someone's out of line without being rude about it. And so I just try and make sure that like my tone of voice stays very similar throughout the you know so that people can't ascertain that I'm, I might be cross or wound up you know I try and make sure that when I'm talking on stage that everybody knows that everyone's been treated exactly the same regardless and we're just going to keep the same level of energy we're just going to keep it nice and calm so then no one else gets their backs up etc um I try to think I, you've already said that I'm not fun so obviously I don't I don't <laughs> <laughs> Now you're going to you're going to use those words against me. Now you you got you got my point because there there are people that are too much of an extreme or the other, and you bring everything together. So what I wanted to say is just that balance. It's very well balanced when you are running, especially running the room or interacting with other people there. So it was just something I wanted to highlight. You're holding a space for other people to speak. It's not the Lindsay show. It, it literally is a, I like to run Q&A rooms actually, because I think it gives people in the audience an opportunity to come up and speak when otherwise sometimes they feel like they've been spoken at. And I think that's just me trying to think, how would I like, what room would I like to be sat in the audience in? And then that's kind of how I, how I operate and how I moderate. Um, whereas... I know sometimes it, it can seem like it's always one person talking and I'm very aware of that. Like I like to have like just balance. I like no one really wants to listen to the same voice for, for 30, 40 minutes. Sometimes if they listen to a podcast fair enough, but ultimately when they're in a room, they've, they've joined a conversation. The conversation isn't one person. So I just want exactly. to keep things moving, keep things flowing. And if I feel that I'm losing interest, then I know there'll be people in the audience losing interest. And so that's kind of just how I tend to try and keep momentum. You know what you remind yeah. me of when you say that? There was a producer in Sweden <clears throat> who produced loads of hits, Britney Spears and Ace Base. And he used to sit there when he, when he produced and he went, if I'm getting bored, the audience is getting bored. Mm -hmm. So that's why he made sure every bit of it was enticing and interesting. Uh, and he would then, of course, test it. Uh, he used to DJ at a club and he'd say, if the audience started to slow down or disperse, then he would go and tweak it again. And I guess that's why they were behind so many great hits. Oh, well, so you kind of remind me a bit of that as well. Um, so I'm going to ask one, one question, and I think it's quite interesting. How, because you actually get paid to moderate rooms mm -hmm. and things like that, because, you know, chats about it. How did you, how did that come about? Was it just, you know, because you, you know, I, you know, was it just by showing up and showing up regularly and people just went, look, we pay you for your time or was it like how much how do you make that transition to because a lot of people mod rooms not many people get paid to mod no, rooms. let's be honest i agree i think it's more prominent in the american market than it is in the uk market and i don't know if that's because americans are more receptive to actually paying for services or if they've just got bigger balls to actually ask <laughs> but you know <laughs> very polite british people um but for me 
I think it got to the stage where um, I just was like, okay, I need to start valuing my time and my return on investment. Now, I think the other thing I was thinking about, well, I wouldn't ask someone um, to do something for free for me. So why should I offer that for free for them? Now, it's a bit different if you're doing a return on services, but I wasn't. So it's, and also if someone was asking me to moderate a room I had zero interest in and couldn't promote mm. my business, what was I really doing there? So then I started thinking, well, actually, I've, I know I'm a good moderator because I'm told all the time. So if people are telling me and people are happy to review me and say, yeah, they're great, and then they're asking for me to be in their rooms and moderate their rooms, then they clearly see the value in me being there. So let's really test what that value is. And then I just started to think, well, actually, you know, you could do it yourself. So there's a reason why you're not doing it yourself. You're either too nervous you're too scared or you can't be bothered. And if it's a case that you can't be bothered, then that means you're not seeing the, the, the time and the money and the, the value in it. So therefore, you can definitely make sure you're not wasting my time. You don't want to waste your time. You're not wasting my time. And then if you are seeing a return and investment in it and you are seeing business growth, then you need to give me some profit share of that because I'm helping you grow your business. So, yeah, it was... It, I tell you what, it was a really uncomfortable, the first email I sent was really mm -hmm. uncomfortable. I think I actually even contacted you, Elliot, about it. Um, I had a conversation Behold. with Alex. And, you know, it, because it's one of those where you don't know how much people are charging, it was very hard to know what figure to go in with. And um, I deliberated over it for a, a well, it's probably about two or three days. I had conversations with a few people. It's very easy when you've already got competitors because you know where to price yourself. Mm. But this was like the blind lead in the blind. It really was. Um, yeah. And I just ended up going with, okay, this feels right in my gut. Actually, do you know what? If they don't take me up on it, nothing lost. And that's that. And they took you up on it. Yeah, that's where it went from there. Yeah. Amazing. Yay. This is wow. fantastic. I stuff. think I round it. of applause, Elliot. Wait, wait, you can't, you can't Please. Just spring that on. You can't just demand applause. There you go. And, and, and I, you also deserve this. There we go. And, uh, and because you're not funny or fun, no. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff there. No, that's amazing, Lindsay. What a, what a journey. So what does the future look like for you, Lindsay? I, I mean, we again, we don't know. But in, in, if if I can wave a magic wand, what does your future look like? Yeah, well, I mean, naturally, I jumped straight out of face-to-face -face personal training because I had to. And now my business is reasonably self-sufficient online. I do very little face-to-face -face work now. Um, but it's actually helped me build several other businesses that aren't all in the fitness industry. And that's actually allowed me to do other skills or incorporate other skill sets that I feel I enjoy doing so for me I you know I just think I want to work more with helping other brands show up online and actually get proper strategies in place to propel their businesses and get that return on investment because like you know social media is a dangerous game you can make you can waste a lot of time on there there and isn't money. such thing as overnight success though and I do see a lot of people don't see the value in it and they lose patience but I know for a fact if I hadn't have built my social media up in the years pre-pandemic when the pandemic hit and I obviously ended up getting my shit together that I then realized actually I've got a huge audience here you know I've sort of 12 13,000 people there that I could really utilize when it comes to changing the business dynamics and 
if I hadn't have built that up and I never saw the value in what I was doing there wasn't a strategy it was just Lindsay quite like posting on social media but if I hadn't have been consistent with that for whatever reason there was obviously some fairy godmother in the background going this is going this is going to prove like worthwhile whereas actually now it's given me the insight to go do you know what there was there was a strategy there I didn't realize it and yeah. now this is where, where this is kind of like led to and so actually online is so powerful we're all jumping online as you know it's always going to be on the way up. In fact, I think even more businesses are going to go online than, than we even know right this second. And of course, Top House, I'm very confident and it will grow. I think it's had that honeymoon period. And I, I know everyone yeah. a little bit like, oh, it's going to die. It's not going to last. But people said that about Twitter. People said that about TikTok. And they're still booming. It's, it's just going to take a bit of a lull. And then people are going to realize, actually, it's a good place to be. I think also people kind of got the clubhouse fatigue, right? They kind of jumped on yeah. and, you know, and then again, they, they weren't thinking long term and like there's hours and hours and hours. And of course, it doesn't get the return straight away. And then they didn't get it. So a lot of people jumped off. I mean, and I'm talking about people that gathered thousands of followers, thousands, and they jumped off. Criminals. Like, it's too hard. It's too hard. Well, you're not being strategic. You know, you, you're expecting that immediate, you want a one night stand or a long-term relationship, right? Oh, I like going, that. I'm going to steal that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also people were on it in the middle of a pandemic where they've got F all left to do. So of course they're, they're, they're not going to be able to keep that up. When And that's what, I don't think people thought long-term with it. I think it was a very, you know, short-term mentality. Whereas right, the people right. that I'm watching that are doing really, really well are, you know, they're not, they're not slow growers, but they're just, you know, they chip away, they show up, you know, they're still there but they're not constantly on it every time I look. And yeah, those people that have got the huge followings are the ones that aren't really there anymore, which is baffling and very annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, all of this, yeah, I've got a question based on that, Lindsay, because we went all on Clubhouse during the pandemic. We've mm. mentioned that and we will spend lots of hours. So now that some things are coming back to normal and your experience and you're doing face-to-face as well, you mentioned, what would you recommend to the audience in terms of finding a balance between the time they still spend on Clubhouse and going back to the face-to-face world because their business needs that face-to-face as well? Um, I think it's making sure that you repurpose what you do on Clubhouse, um, which I'll touch on in just a sec, but also finding a time that you know isn't going to get compromised. So that could be that every Thursday afternoon, you know you're always going to be at home. That's the time you don't have face-to-face clients. So committing to just that, you know, one hour, two hours, whatever it is, something that you can consistently commit to. If you can jump on for more, great, but just get that consistency in there first. But if you can also see other benefits of being online on Clubhouse, for example. So when I'm in rooms and I'm running my own rooms, I'm often running a transcribe app in the background and I'm creating like notes and content that I can then repurpose on LinkedIn or I can repurpose in a blog post or I can repurpose on Instagram or Facebook. So therefore it doesn't feel like, for want of a better phrase, a waste of time when you don't see that instant pound sign come through because someone's bought something off the back of your room um but the other thing is to just make sure when you're in there that you do if you have something to offer you mention it and you offer it there's no point in expecting people to tap on your profile then go through to your website then see what you've got for offer so again going in there with an intention what do you want out of the room and what can you take away from the room and then just going in little and often i think is probably the best thing to do if you can do more great but yes so many people got that fatigue because they just did every day they did a peak time and then, they, you know, when they've got a business meeting that they've got to attend to, then it suddenly proves to be, you know, it's annoying, it's problematic. And then you don't like it anymore. When you loathe something, it becomes a struggle to turn up. So 
definitely try and, and go a little and often. I think it's the best way forward with that. Love it. Yeah, Thank absolutely. you for that. Brilliant yeah, stuff. cool stuff. So you've come along, you've shared lots of golden nuggets, lots of insights, lots of your heart and your wisdom. So how, how do people reach out to Lalinda? <laughs> and can I say, Lindsay, it's been fun as well, okay? It's been fun. <laughs> lots, lots of fun. Like, lots of fun, honestly. Not because of Edward, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay is fun and charismatic and outgoing. And, and serious. And very serious so seriously um people can find me on clubhouse funny that um or over on instagram on clubhouse i'm lindsay trahan on linkedin i'm lindsay trahan and then on most other social media i'm lindsay suzanne um i run a business called clubhouse like a pro so if you're listening to this and you've never jumped on clubhouse you want to know what clubhouse is i do have a course for people that have never step foot on clubhouse or step foot on and almost gone like oh what is this and panic so that there's a very entry-level course there or if you've been on clubhouse a while and you're looking to get really strategic and serious then i offer strategy calls and one-to-one coaching in that area as well so there's anything clubhouse related you'll find it on clubhouse like a pro dot club amazing (laughs) so jose any final words of wisdom that you'd like to share thank you very much wisdom coming all the wisdoms has come today from Lindsay, I would like to say, and it's been a pleasure. I would like to, I mean, audience listening to this, very important, connect with Lindsay. I don't think I'm going to say anything else because there's been so many tips, so many great insights. And also, Lindsay, I want to share my appreciation for everything you've done, you built, because, I mean, what I see, I met you in, I think we met back in February. Mm-hmm. And the version of you that I'm seeing today is just like, wow, well done for everything that you've created. Keep on inspiring and supporting entrepreneurs, business owners. It is a pleasure to have you here. And it's a pleasure to hear you often on Clubhouse. I know I haven't been to your rooms, <laughs> so I apologize already. And Be very sorry. Be yeah, very yeah, sorry. Yeah, she's sorry. not fun. I don't think she's going to invite you to her. No, room. I mean, they're very boring, very serious, <laughs> fun. Where would you want to be there? <laughs> I, on the other hand, I'm open for an invitation. Oh, now we go. Now we go. Now we go. <laughs> You see, that, that's, why, that's why we call him the eagle. He's just waiting for the prayer. And he goes, wah! <laughs> should we tell her why we call you the peacock or should we wait for another episode? I mean, if you want to tell her, I mean, I'm the peacock because I fly high. Simple. Peacocks don't peacocks fly. Peacocks don't fly. Oh, then I'm the peacock. Regardless, I'm still the peacock. What? Why, why am I the peacock then? I thought I was standing out because I fly high. Okay. Anyway, on that note, Lindsay, thank you, amazingness. Thank you for coming. You've shared some incredible stuff. And I, I echo what Jose said. You know, it's, it's been an incredible journey for you. Uh, I look forward to onwards and upwards and you going out there and, and really going to the next level for you and may all your wishes and everything come true. <laughs> and I look forward to seeing your journey grow. So thank you for being on the Public Speaking Expert podcast. Oh, thank Ooh. you for the, the opportunity. Time. Thank you very much. It's been a Everyone, pleasure. connect with Lindsay to the next time. Be seen, be heard. And make sure you're always mm-hmm. speaking your greatness. You've been listening to the Public Speaking Experts <laughs> podcast with Elliot Kay and Jose Ucar. Follow us on Instagram and join us next week for even more. Remember to always speak your greatness. Subscribe, rate, and comment.